recorded in front of a live studio audience. This episode presented by Carolina Sports Studio. Welcome to the latest iteration of Behind the Beard. You know what, Lewis? Three of us have beards, even the fill-in. There's one guy, he gets a beard and shaves it. It's like... Oh, so are we calling it a beard this week? How, uh, how bad is it? Mike, the, that means a lot. The guest that we bring on the show has a bigger beard than you. Coach Cole even had a decent... He had a goatee, which is more like Pat, but this guy, nothing. Well, Carson, I'm... Do you think puberty will hit one day soon? I don't. I think by the time I'm able to get a beard of your guys' satisfactory, it will be gray. You need to join the beard club. Okay. You Just do let have, it go. You let do, it go. You do have more hair on your head than Lewis. Indeed. <laughs> yep. We're in November. It is no shave November. We are Shout in November. Out. Yeah, for sure. Are you really going to grow? I want to know. Are you going to grow it all November? Is that something that the listeners would want? I think everybody wants Okay. It. Let's just see how long you can actually get it. Let's see how long Wait, I can go with We that. are talking about his beard, right? I think it's going to be so big. It's going to be so big. Yep. All right. So, anyways. <laughs> so, guess what, guys? Pat's not here. Indeed. And in his place, we have Derek Green stepping in again. We forgot to ask Derek a very important question last time. Derek. What is how does how does what is the defining album of your graduating era? I read that as saying, "What was your favorite album when you were in school?" Well, you know the that's that's a tough one. What uh, year did you graduate? Two thousand twelve. Okay, two thousand twelve. So wow. say something about how young he is. Who, who's younger, you or him? Carson's younger than I am. I'm definitely younger. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking baby. Gosh, how how old are you? Uh, 27. 27. I'm 20. I'll be 30. Okay. I'll be 28 be this one. month. So you got, got any advice for me? Don't turn 30. Don't turn 30. <laughs> Just stop. I, Dirty I can, 30. I, I can remember when I was 30, kind of. Kind of. It was a long time ago. Not as long as Pat. So anyway, what, what's your favorite? Anyway, uh, so I really like J. Cole. And I think it was 2011, 2010, somewhere in there. He came out with, uh, gosh, I can't even remember the album name. Uh, that was kind of the start of like streaming everything so you were just uh kind of streaming everything and, and not really having a cd um but but j cole put out a really good album that year and it had had a lot of hits on it and do y'all do y'all know who j cole is carson does i had to look yeah. it up but yeah okay. so i've got a picture of it. i definitely know j. that's cole. a north carolina boy he's, yes. he's repping fayetteville and uh and he's he's a good one did you know his dream was to play basketball at north carolina i thought it was north carolina state I think it was Carolina. Chapel oh, okay. Hill. You think everything's Carolina? It probably was state. He he yeah. is on the side or on the the court side all the time at Carolina. He is. He's. Yeah. I Whatever. mean, Derek could be right, but I thought I don't know. So I thought, I'm not personal friends with Seiko. I don't know what. That. So are you still listening to that genre of music? Mm, here and there. Okay. Here and there. My, my wife gives me a lot of crap. I, I like 70s. Okay. 70s music a lot. Right nice. Now, so. Me too, yeah. Derek. Like yeah, a little guy. earth, wind, and fire. Oh, that's good vibes. Can't can't go. You don't wrong even with know it. that is. Carson. Yes, I do. I'm two years younger than did, our guy Derek. Did you have a good weekend? I did. Yes. What did you have going on this weekend? So, uh, me and my son went over and watched some high school football. Uh, that was that was a great atmosphere as usual. We 
we tailgated. Mike on the grill was something special. Um, you got to have two. I fed you like all day Friday. You did, yeah. Mike, Mike made <laughs> Mike made lunch uh, for the office on Friday, and then uh, he also tailgated personally for me and Paxton on Friday. So we had a great time. Uh, the game wasn't we, which we'll dive into. wasn't much of a game after the first uh, couple minutes. I would say I told Mike I said running clock second quarter was my prediction, uh, but we we had a great time. Um, one of the things about Christ School that I do do enjoy with Paxton is so there's like a lot of there's the bleachers obviously you can sit in but then there's a lot of room that people stand and watch and you actually feel like you're a part of the game and so um, if you guys you know watching games at Reynolds or these places where you're super super far away the closer you get look and get up close and see how fast those athletes move because. I would want no part of that action. <laughs> well, that, that section you're talking about, definitely the hype section. The hype section? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, but no, we had a good, we watched We watched a lot of football on Saturday, um, watched some NFL on Sunday. We just hung out. It was a boys weekend. It was great. Lewis, what about you, buddy? I went out of town this weekend, Friday at the lake house, and then uh, Saturday we went to Tennessee. Wait, you U- have a lake house? UConn game. Uh I do not. It was one of the friends I was with from work. You were hanging out with Pat? Indeed. Well, flat, Pat did fly over. <laughs> I he, figured he, landed he did. on the lake. He came and seen us. It was a great time. You know he has a lake plane and a helicopter. Like one of those those biplanes yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah with, with yeah. the weird landing that's, on the, yeah, the pontoon. He lands, <laughs> he lands it on Inca Lake all the time. Right. Of course. Of course. It, it was good to see him Friday night. Derek, what about you, big guy? Well, we had some friends come, come into town. They live in uh, Mount Pleasant, and they came up and, and visited with us. So we took them. Took them around the Billmore State and, and uh, just showed them around Asheville and and got some good good food and then we watched uh, we watched they're they're Clemson grads so we watched Clemson beat uh, beat Notre Dame and then watched my Tide roll LSU late late Saturday night. I do want to say, Derek, it's good that you finally upgraded your wardrobe. Well, how so? <laughs> I know what he's getting ready to say. <laughs> You're wearing a Hannah football shirt. I know. Shirt yeah, today. this is this is my wife's alma mater. She 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 went Hannah. to Hannah. Yeah, she did. So uh, did she know radio? She did. She did. She said that wow. just like in the in the movie, he walked the halls and, and works uh, at, worked in the cafeteria, correct? Uh, something like so that. He, yeah, he yeah, did he's something. still at the school. Or he, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, he, he passed he was, away late radio. But I meant yeah. while his wife was probably in yeah, school. So it, was, it was pretty cool. And even when we started dating, that was like one of the first questions that I asked. I said, "Is is radio real? Like, is is yeah. he as legit as they say?" And she said, "Yeah." He's he's there. You know Derek's wife is twenty five years older than him. <laughs> oh, be careful, Mike. Be careful. <laughs> That's not true. I made no, that up. No, she's she so check this not. check this out, guys. No racing this weekend. Hmm. Next weekend I have uh three cars, three out of four divisions of Hickory for four hundred laps. But check this out. Ooh. I've got an eleven year old kid in a pro late model. Wow. That, that has to be a weird feeling for a- you. 11. Eleven. How do you go about do you talk to him the same as you do your grown adults? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I don't know. I'll have to tell you next week. I'm not real sure, but I think so. You got to. <laughs> yeah. You got to treat him like uh, he, he's everybody else. But he's second in the points to Carolina Pro Late Model. He's run up front. He just won a 602 dirt late model race at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, the dirt version of it outside. He races at Mill Millbridge. He races all kinds of stuff. And I got the call to see if I wanted to spot for him Saturday at Hickory. Now so. You- You've spotted for a young guy before, like 18, 17, 18? Yes. So I spotted for Mason Maggio. He was 17. He never run anything but legends. And I got him in his very first uh, late, limited late model race, followed him pro late model. He's now running uh, NASCAR trucks and, and uh, Xfinity series. Hmm. 
but I've never had an 11-year-old. I was trying to think how early it was when I spotted for Taylor Nesbitt at uh, Newport, but I think she was older than 11. Like 15, 16? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 11 is young. So what's your take? Do you think, uh, obviously, he could definitely have his license and would be fine on the roads? Is that what your takeaway? 100%. I mean, I, mean, I guess. I think that. I mean, if you could drive a... If you can go 100 miles an hour. If you go 100 miles an hour, he definitely <laughs> can emerge on 240. Or 26. <laughs> yeah. So I spotted I spotted this series earlier in the year, and I saw, I saw this kid. His name is uh, Hunter Beckham, and he's literally like... I mean, he's up to my waist, kind of 11. He's a tiny little kid. It's just weird. I'm, that has to be good for the weight of the car. <laughs> well, the car's got to weigh the same with the driver. So um, he, he is a small young man. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, you'll have to let us know how that, that communication goes. That's, that's I, I interesting. Will. I'll be very interested. I will. I are you going to like get into him? Or <laughs> what are you doing here? No, yeah. If you do not. that again, I'll whip your dad. <laughs> I'm coming after your dad. No, I would never do that. I don't ever threaten drivers. I'm the guy that stays calm on the radio. I'll be ready to fight in the spotter stand, but I'll be calm on the radio. <laughs> so let's talk about the picks for this week, guys. Uh, Lewis, who did your picks? Was it Todd? Uh, no, it was me. I, I'm not like some other people at this table. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Every time we start to do the pick, you get on that phone. I don't understand. This is where my notes are. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's still using electronical notes where the rest of us are writing on paper. <laughs> so, Lewis, 8-1 and one last week. He's now moved into second place, 59-45. and 45. Indeed. Uh, Derek came in second. Derek was 6-3 and three last week. Good job, Derek. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I was third with a 5-4 and four record. I'm now 57-49. and 49. That's last place. And then uh, Pat, four and five. He retained first place at 60 and 44. Good job, Pat. And Carson, three and six. <laughs> he is doing his own picks, Lewis. Maybe, maybe Todd cut him off. Three and six. He's now that 59 and 45 and tied for second Tough with Lewis. week. After oh. all the banter with Inca and everything, did, did Todd say no? No, no. I, at some point <laughs> last week, I, I thought that. Uh, Reynolds had my back. Shout out Rocket Nation. Um, and thank goodness that I, I knew from the second play of the game that Christ School was going to cover. So that Whew. was about the wins. Those were I, – I knew I was going to have two, but the other ones I was not sure about. I about did not have the high Brighton one. So That was that was a game. We're going to talk about that game yes. a little bit, but that was, that very, was a fantastic very, football game. Very close to uh, only two wins on the week. So I'll do better. I'll go after Lewis each pick this week, and I'll make sure that I get right. So yeah. Tuscola being a pick I mean, that was dead on. That's a one-point game. Dead on. The other pick Robertson, maybe not so much. Nope. No. So let's, uh, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about last week. You guys ready? Absolutely. Let's do it. So we'll start with, uh, of course, Asheville School had a bye. Uh, Charlotte Country Day traveled up to Arden to take on Christ School. And Christ School picks up the win 46 to nothing. Christ School was given 14 and a half. Dude, they covered 14 and a half in the first five minutes. Indeed. Carson, you were there. What'd you think? Well, hang on. You want a few stats on that game? Please, people want them. Okay. So, I saw it with my own eyes. So for Christ School, Mason Holtzclaw had a good game, 11 of 16 through the air for 131 yards and two TDs. Caden Brown continues to churn out big yards. He had 15 carries for 132 yards and three TDs. First-year football player, senior wide receiver T.J. Hamilton had five receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Edgecombe led the way on defense with five tackles and a sack. And, Carson, I want to give you a few stats on Caden Jones. Is that okay? Yes, yes. Caden Jones, the quarterback – I'm sorry, the linebacker from Christ School heading to Alabama. 
You look at his stats, sometimes they don't jump off the paper, but he does a lot of things. So here's Caden Jones' stats. He was one of one through the air for a 69-yard touchdown pass. Can't beat that. He had two carries for seven yards. He had three catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. He had four tackles, two for a loss, and he had a sack. I'm just wondering why he didn't have an interception. Yeah, that's that's the question. I, you know, at some point, at some point, I think you were like, "Where's is Caden on out there? Where's he at?" And it's just <laughs> he was lined up as DN for the first drive. So yeah. it's just you never know. Sometimes they'll drop him back um, into coverage. Sometimes he rushes passer. Sometimes he plays traditional inside backer. Um, but you know, he he is fun fun to watch. And something about Caden uh, that came out today, uh, Mike. It was. Uh, What's the, what's the award that the college linebackers go for? The Buckus. The, the Buckus, yeah. The Buckus. So, na- top national uh, college linebacker. There's, you know, the nominees get nominated, and then there's finalists for it. Well, Caden is on the list. Um, there was tw- On the list that I saw, there was 12 finalists in the entire um, country, and he's one of the finalists for the top uh, linebacker in the country for the high school prep. So, I thought that was something that definitely should be noted. Uh, we've heard – I've heard numerous times, you know, it's ah, it's Alabama. He's just, you know, he's around here good. It's just Bama. He's why does he go somewhere he knows he's going to play? I mean, Caden's getting recognized here from nationally, um, which I think is, you know, pretty pretty special. And I'm with you. I keep hearing this mess of, you know, he ain't that good. He's okay. Listen, he can play three different positions on defense. There's not a lot of kids out there who can play D line, linebacker, and corner. Hey, what? Don't forget, he can go in at quarterback and throw a touchdown. He can throw a touchdown pass. He plays running back and he plays wide receiver. He'll do whatever you need him to do. He's a team guy. He, he was runner up this week for player of the week. Unsurprisingly, the nominee come from an Alabama fan. He did. He did, I, I, <laughs> he did bring that up. I did. Yes. I was the one that that brought him up. I mean, the kid is so versatile. Um, would you if, if you were still a coach, would you like to have him on your team? Oh, I mean, you're crazy if you don't want him. I mean, that's a top 50 player in the country. He's going to Alabama. He's 6'4", 6'3", and runs like a deer at 220, 230 pounds. I mean, that, that's what you want. I mean, he has a nice frame. You think Alabama's going to put some weight on him? Oh, yeah. I think depending on where they put him. I mean, obviously, we've, we've talked about it already. He's so versatile. You don't know where they're going to put him. In, but that's that's probably why he's going to Alabama is, is if his, his versatility. Fa- if his family stayed with his, their roots and went to Reynolds, I mean, how much of a game changer would that be with their playoff projections? I don't think the family roots are at Reynolds. Family 100%, roots, 100% they are. They're 100% no, they are. at Robertson. I think he's a Robertson guy. He's definitely, he's a, TC kid. He's definitely no, a Robertson kid. Definitely not. I'll put any amount he's, of money he's on a, that. He's an L.A. guy. No he's way. a L.A. guy. For Blower Arden. Yeah. Yep. His but, brother went to Robertson. But, yeah. but if he's at Robertson, I mean, you got you got to think that their playoff projection is a little bit higher as well. Um, get, that, how many that, points do you think he counts for in these Simmons, Fred? Well, not, not only does he add, he takes away. He plays right. both sides. Correct. Right. Yeah, that's right. why I would say um, that. But the speed is the until you see it in person, you just he's the biggest. You know, he's the biggest kid out there. He's as tall as any player on the field. He's as he looks as thick as any player on the field. And then when he starts running, there's not a kid out there that can catch him. Derek, was it you that shared with me? He had is it angle angle breaking speed? Was that you that told yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, one thing that the college guys like to to see on tape is is they like to see when they're running towards some like say you've got a wide receiver or running back who's who's on a breakaway gonna score, um, but somebody's got an angle on them. They want to see that that burst of speed, that top end speed where they can outrun a guy that's got an angle on them and and can break away and make a big play. 
And that's one thing that, that really jumps out at him. He's a fantastic football player for sure. No doubt about it. Um, also got to mention, you know, we mentioned Jordan Edgecombe. That kid's been playing solid defense all year. Uh, Coach Shoup at Christ School, we mentioned this a little bit last week. Derek has some uh, experience with Coach Shoup. I can see a difference in the last three or four weeks since he's come on. Um, and I think Derek has seen a little bit of it too. Yeah, so with, with John, you can you can kind of see some things that, that he's brought to the table. Um, I saw one concept uh, that, that was ran that, that he taught me when we were at Reynolds and uh, one, one that we ran a lot and uh, were successful on it. Um, see a lot of play action off of uh, some of their, their big zone schemes. Definitely and, a lot more play action than yeah, early. In the yeah, and, uh, and I definitely see a difference from the, the Christ School team that I watched in, in week two or three versus the Christ School team that I, that I watch right now. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay dividends in the playoffs, and it's already paying dividends for them. Now, he, he came from Germany. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, the European Football League, which is, it has some affiliation with the NFL, he was the head coach for the, the Munich Ravens in Germany. Imagine if he'd have been there like day one this mm-hmm. summer. May have been a different year, right? Yeah, yeah, it may have been, and and you, you can see the the confidence in the quarterback grow, and and while they may not have won those those first four because of the just the the type of player that that was they were going up against, I think uh, you definitely would have felt a little bit better about where where Christ School was um, as a football team going into that. Yeah, definitely. I think you you might not have, you know, Christ School that first part of their schedule, you might not have come out of there with a bunch of victories, but I definitely think the games could have been much closer or this, you know, the point spread, the final point spreads couldn't have been, um, wouldn't have been as all those pick sixes and whatnot. It just looked like what you just said, the beginning of the week, beginning of the season to now, he's just in such, he looks so much more comfortable. He's got some open concepts to where, you know, it's not just run first down, run second down, third and third and whatever. And they're packing the box, you know, with eight guys knowing he's not going to pass. Then it's third and 10. You've got your athletes out on the outside, no motions, no anything at all. And you're just, you know, just trying to make a, make a pass that right now, just the young freshman wasn't able to make. Yeah. And I I think a lot of it too is, is the, the quarterback at Christ school has, has grown up throughout the year with, with the coaches that were there all year. I don't think it's, it's just John. Don't get, don't get me wrong there. Uh, I think yeah. the, the guys at Christ school do a great job. They obviously know what they're doing. They're successful yeah. um, before John got there. Um, but I, we always said a freshman shouldn't be playing like a freshman at the end of the year. He's, he's had his, his, you took taking your lumps. All right. Now it's time to, to play like a sophomore, play like a junior. Well, for uh, those that don't remember those first few games, I mean, he was throwing like six, five, six picks. There's seven interceptions in the first game. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. Yeah. And, and the kids, I mean, the kids 14, 15 years old going down to Lowndes and playing South Georgia. Um, I mean, it's that's a tough first game. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, buddy. I don't think, I don't think many, many quarterbacks around here would, would have any success uh, going down there, at least not notable success. No. So the next game up, uh, we had, uh, the 25 seed Reagan come up to Arden as well to play TC. Uh, it was a pick 'em game, and a couple of us picked uh, Reagan to win this game. But uh, TC surprised us. Pat Lewis, Derek got this one right. TC wins the game, 42 to 21. So not even as close as we thought it might be. Um, TC led by three running backs, well, two quarterbacks and a running back. So Creedle led the way for Robertson, 15 carries for 177 yards and two TDs. Deshaun Tears had 13 carries for 93 yards and a TD. And the quarterback, Lex Denwittle, had 19 carries for 97 yards and a TD. 
as a team, Derek, they had 431 yards rushing. Reagan wow. Reagan didn't put any stats up. You're not you're not going to have any success giving up 400 plus on on the ground. That's that's, that's a lot of time. Yeah, that's, that's just so. Much. I wonder what the time of possession was. A lot to a little, probably. Oh, right. Yeah. But uh, Reagan had played a tough. They played the number two toughest schedule, and I really thought they were going to come in and win this game. But I, TC said, "No, I don't think so." Yeah, it must go. You know what Pat alluded to with the assignment football, and they didn't have the benefit. I don't. They didn't play with Tiger, correct? So no, this was no, probably the first and only triple option team that they 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 face, and obviously it was um, too much for them. I was I was way off there, and obviously you know Simmons had it a little closer, you know on on paper and looking at the numbers as well. Well, congratulations to TC. They got a tough one this week. It's 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 going to be tough, um, but you know going back to the Reagan game, I mean Reagan Reagan beat East Forsyth, so I mean that that's yeah. a that's a <laughs> yeah. top top yeah. team in the state, and and they can't. Uh, can't come into Lower Arden and, and get a win, uh, so kudos to Coach Dinwiddie and, and those guys. You think that's attributed to traveling up the mountain and playing in, in Arden, yeah. or what? What's, well, what you got to remember too, it's cold. It was real cold. It, it was, it was, and and the balls are a little slick. And, and Carson was shivering, by the way. Yeah, it's just it's it's different. When and, the sun went down, I mean, it was not it was not warm. I'll just be go ahead and be hand up. It looked a lot warmer on the field, running full speed and tackling and whatnot. Um, but being a you know, fan, it was not warm. On that, the, that's always been an advantage that we have for pl- teams coming up. For sure. Right? For sure. We want, when I was coaching, we wanted just freezing cold. As, as cold as it would get, we'd love it. Um, I don't think it's going to be too cold on Friday. So that, that may, uh, may kind of even the playing field a little bit for the mountain teams. But uh, maybe looking at a little rain. I saw that. I think Robbinsville moved their game to Thursday already. Jeez, what are we doing? This is football. Let's play in the yeah. weather. And you would think it would Robbinsville. I mean, they've got cut. They've got obviously a really strong run game. Yeah. I just. I Do you think it's a financial decision? More people going to show up if it doesn't. State right. gets the money for the. Yeah, they get a percentage. I just think a I percentage, think not all of it. Twenty five percent. But I think of the people, gate. I think mm-hmm. people would come up more on Friday. Are you, than I thought it was more than twenty five percent. It's twenty five percent, but you got to feed the opposing team if they're further than so many. You got to pay away. for their pay for their travel too. Got to pay think. for some of their travel. Yeah. Okay. So next up, we had Asheville High heading to uh, Huff to play Huff ten and one on the season. They were giving up forty four. Carson, your boys at Asheville not able to cover. Huff wins fifty one to nothing. I think this is, was not a surprise to most of us. Um, the ones that got it right, Lewis, Mike, and Derek. No, I thought. I don't, you know, reasoning there, obviously, um, big Asheville guy here. But, you know, Asheville put up a couple touchdowns on Providence Day. So I was thinking with a 44-point spread, I was thinking they could get a score, maybe two scores, and then you're looking at Huff would have to get into the 60 points to, to cover. Um, you know, one of a friend from Charlotte was at the game. Uh, he said – it was first or second quarter. He was like, he's like, he didn't know how long he was going to stay. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. we we knew we kind of knew this was coming. A Huff, very very strong team. When you were talking about this pick earlier, what'd you say? I'm going to get absolutely hammered. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. That this one, um, but I, you know, Asheville. You know, we we got some things that we can build on. So we got youth. Um, we've got a lot of players coming back. Um, I think they got rid of some stuff about halfway through the season, some distractions and whatnot. And I, I still believe, I mean, it's just like when we, when, when we, inter- when you guys interviewed coach Radford um, and you guys were 
all said how how impressed we were. Yeah, how we believed in you know kind of what he's building and stuff. I was all in on Asheville when we left there. Hundred yes. percent. Yeah. So I, I I think it's still um, Coach Radford's leading that ship. So as long as he's there, I th- I think they're going to be doing the right things as a staff. It's just going to be a matter of um, the pieces getting those right pieces in there. I will share with you that Huff threw for 290 yards and five touchdowns and rushed for 123 yards and two touchdowns. Asheville, uh, as a lot of teams that lost this week, has not put any stats up. So, you know, I think you're right on Asheville next year. Maybe they're going to continue to build. they still got a young quarterback. That 4A is tough, though. 4A is I mean, tough. When you, get, when, you get a, when you get a high seed – and you've got to go down and play a you know a top five team, top five team in the state in the largest division. I mean that's just not. You look at Huff's schedule. I mean if you're listening to this, go look at Huff's football schedule this year and look and see who they've played. Played. I mean it's just it's uh, they you don't get many weeks off when you have their schedule, do you? None. No, don't. None. No. And, and Asheville just drew the short straw. Yeah. Yeah. Four A's tough unless you win the conference, and then it's real tough. So let's talk real quick. The game of the week for West North Carolina teams was 24 Tuscola heading to the number nine seed High Brighton in Lenore. This was a pick 'em. Uh, Carson and Derek got this one right. Uh, High Brighton wins 41 to 40. And I wrote down the last couple minutes here, and I'm going to share it with you guys. You guys ready? Absolutely. Okay. Let's go. So here's what happened. So with three minutes to go in the game, High Brighton's up 41 to 20. So Derek, 41 20, you're probably feeling pretty good if you're High Brighton. Oh, yeah. Feeling real good. <laughs> you better be. So High Brighton gets the ball. They fumble on their nine. With two minutes to go, Tuscola scores, makes it 41 27. With a minute to go, Tuscola recovers a second fumble on their own 30. And with under, under a minute to go, Jed West throws a 21-yard touchdown to make it 41-34. to Tuscola onside kicks it. They recovered on the 45. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. They throw an 18-yard touchdown pass to make it 41-40. So, Derek, it's 41-40. You're getting ready for the extra point. I've always heard the road team goes for two. What are you doing? That's what they say. They say the, the, the old adage is go for the win on the road and the tie at home. you got to think. They got the momentum, maybe go for two. You think they had the momentum? Good Just Lord. a little bit. Just a little bit of momentum there, but gosh, I, you hate to see it. So uh, a failed extra point. Um, the, from what I read, the snap was five foot over the holder's oh, head. God. So the that quarterback. Is, I, I hate, hate when it's on the center. The, uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah, me too. The, uh, the <laughs> kicker didn't even get a chance to kick it. The snap was high. And Tuscola in, did uh, onside kick it. Uh, High Brighton recovered, and that was it. High Brighton wins 41-40. to 40. To be there for the last three minutes. What a game. Woo. Man, that's a classic. Uh, you, obviously, you got to feel for the kid that, that was snapping the football on the extra point. But uh, it sounds like they, they hadn't had any issues up until then. Uh, yeah, so. obviously. I mean, Coach Compton obviously felt probably, yeah, probably confident in their, in their extra point. Sure, sure. And with their momentum, he was you know probably thinking if they can if they can – get this to any extra time. So they're yeah, not going to get – They're going to win. They're, they're going to win. So okay. um, Coach Compton definitely thought they were going to win. Um, funny, you know, Derek mentioned that about the winner, uh, the away team. So Kansas State and Texas, did you guys see that game? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So yeah. They, they – the visiting team went for two. Yeah, but you, um, you. And that was a awful play call. Yeah. Um, but we don't, have, we don't have to get into that. Well, Jed West – 
I'd love to see his stats. They're not up. I emailed for them and didn't get them back. Checked with the guy at the Mountaineer. They didn't have him either. I think Jed West could have been our player of the year, but they don't put a lot of stats on Max Preps. They're missing four or five games on Max Preps. Player of the week, right? I mean, I, I think he could be player of the week and player of the year. Mm, yeah. But there's, no, no st- there's not enough stats up on there to tell us exactly what he did. No, it's just – I don't. I mean, he could have had he could have had 500 total yards for all we know. I mean, they they scored 41 points. He had some 41 yards. points. He had he and you guys saw him play, and you guys said that Jed was Jed was the main main piece that made oh, yeah. that offense. You know, go. Oh, yeah. he, he no had doubt. the juice. He had the juice for the offense, but uh. so um, we've got you know next matchup. We've got Irwin four and seven at West Henderson um, eleven and zero. And we had the point spread at 35. 35 and a half. 35 and a half points. And um, Wes Henderson wins 61 to 15. I mean, they destroyed Irwin. Let me give wow. you a few hold stats. On, hold on. Does anyone remember what the Reynolds Irwin score was? They're like 49 to 6 or something like that. So, it was a, well, this is their second chance with Irwin. So, Wes Henderson, Cade Young threw for 302 yards and two touchdowns. Running back Carson Demsdale. Rush for he had 15 carries for 157 yards and four touchdowns. Truett Manuel had seven receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown, and wide receiver Taman Howell had three receptions for 99 yards and a touchdown. So their offense was clicking for sure, and that's going to serve them well rolling into the next round. Oh, definitely, definitely. Anytime you score 61 points, uh, you're probably going to win and, and executing like that going into a, a second round playoff game. Uh, they definitely have something to build off of. You know, we talked about like the gauntlet and how much the schedules prepare you and stuff. But do you think? Do you guys think there's any? Do you guys think that West Henderson football players probably think they're unbeatable? I think they probably do. Yeah. I mean, they're probably very confident. Conf- the confidence they're, is definitely high. I mean, their confidence is very high. I would imagine winning helps. And it's not just their offense. Their defense is playing fantastic. They're only giving up about ten points a game. Very, yep. very good. We don't talk about that a lot because of their offense, but their defense is good too. I mean, I mean, do we think they're the best team in Western North Carolina? Um, definitely not. You, <laughs> oh, you come might. On, come I mean, on. They're definitely not. But um, <laughs> until we'll know for sure in a few weeks. I, I sat here all year yeah. and said Asheville, 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 while Reynolds walked through the conference championship. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat my, take my medicine here. And, I mean, Carson. But if Reynolds plays West, what happens? Well, I, I hope to see it. That's a pick em. That's a hell of a game. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a game. We'll all be there, right? Derek, Derek, Derek what do you think? That'd Fourth be the round? semifinal. Yeah, that'd be uh, the, the West Regional semifinal, so mm-hmm. not the not the West Regional final. but, but uh, what? That'd be That's a, that's be a, a game one. I think we all go to. Yeah, right. I, mean, I definitely really. think we would all go. Um, it would be – I think all of Western North Carolina would go I to think that one. Every, I think it would be standing room only. Yeah. The fire marshals would all be there. Um, they would tr- somehow try and cap the – Would the fire marshal Bill be there? It would be at West Henderson, correct? Yeah, they're they're the, they're the, that is they're the higher seed. Yeah, yeah so, um, gosh, that 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 visiting that visiting side, I cannot be slammed. Slam They'd have to put stands on they the would definitely track. have to put stands in. Hmm. So, real quick, let's talk about um, so Irwin next year. They still got their freshman quarterback coming back next year. That team could be pretty decent next year. Yeah, I think uh, anytime you have a, a young quarterback like that going into the off season, you're gonna. And, and they played well. The kid played well. 
most of the year. They beat a state champion out of Tennessee to start the yeah, year. Yeah, I mean. Is, is that what you thought when you had a freshman quarterback? Yeah. Like yeah. the next year? Yeah, we thought uh, what we had was going to be really good. And, that is uh, why you start a freshman quarterback. Yeah. I mean, think, you start them uh, for the future. For sure, for sure. And you, you know you're going to take your lumps, and obviously Irwin took their lumps earlier this year, and uh, and hopefully they can they can build off of it, and the, the little lefty can get it going for them. So next up we have the uh, North Henderson, the 22 seed, traveling to Pisgah for a rematch from last week, the 11 seed. Pisgah giving up 12 and a half here. They were able to cover. Pisgah 35, North Henderson 17, not the shootout we had last week. North Henderson's McDaniel had 200 yards rushing, a TD. Um, the quarterback for Pisgah, last week's player of the game, Aaron Clark, had four, was 14 of 23 for 172 yards a touchdown and three interceptions, which is a little bit worrying. Brandon Reynolds, Pat's favorite player, had 157 yards rushing and three TDs. He also caught 31, 31 yards through the air. Um, I'm sorry, 65 yards through the air. And then wide receiver Moore had three catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. He also had two interceptions on defense. So Pisgah had a big game there. They played real well. I got to thank Eric Long from the Mountaineer for those stats since yes, Pisgah thanks, doesn't Eric. post anything on max preps. God, what a turnover fest. Sounds like five interceptions. That's at least five, at yeah. least five. That's And that's Not all the stats the I had. So uh, Derek's only former coach sitting at the table. Um, that L- Lewis was of. a coach. Absolutely. For Youth League. Okay, right. Youth League. Go ahead, um, Derek. I was also a Youth League Super Bowl champion quarterback, so does that make me – that makes you like a. I mean, that gives you a deal. lot of credibility. Okay. Why have you never Thank mentioned you. that before? Championship <laughs> level quarterback. Championship level quarterback. And, and then you, you quit on the sport. Uh, my ACLs both gave <laughs> out, so um, I would have loved to have continued to play football. So you're a quitter. Yes. Okay. Um, Derek, ahead. second time you play a team, is that how much is coaching? How much is coaching and pre- preparing your team? get involved there or is it just the cream rises to the top with the players let me add a little more to that question so if you win the game and then you play them again the next week does that make it tougher yeah yeah it's hard to hard to beat a team twice uh, for sure um but prepare preparation wise you, you kind of know what you're going to get um they, they may tweak some things but for the most part you can look a lot look at a lot of the film um from the previous time that you played them and, and kind of have an idea of what's going to uh, what's going to happen on Friday night, and and you can you can prepare accordingly. And Aaron Clark, not the same quarterback we saw when we watched him play Tuscola. He really struggled that night. He's played good ever since. Yeah, anytime your quarterback plays well, you're going to have a chance to win. Um, and it sounds like uh, outside of the the interceptions, um, he played really well. But luckily, his defense bailed him out and got some got some turnovers of their own. Um, yeah, I mean. At Kudos Pisgah. to them. I definitely at Pisgah. Oh, I mean, that gosh, we yeah. we said that we said you know that would probably play a role in this game, but and that's um, a fantastic year for North Henderson. It is North Henderson, very very good year, probably one of the better years. I don't have their recent. Um, yeah, I, I can remember North Henderson when they were in the conference with uh, Reynolds. We played at North Henderson one year, yeah. and the punter actually kicked it backwards, backwards. We, we for like three yards. Game. Yeah, that was a good game, wow. and that was kind of summed up how North Henderson was in football. And what did we say during that? There's some mom on that team that's like, that's my baby. That's my baby. Oh, my gosh. Do you <laughs> yeah. remember that, Derek? Yeah, I was coaching that game. Yeah. That was, that I've was never rough. seen anything quite like that. We, uh, we we slept a little bit in the first half and ended up coming back. Well, the next game was a snoozer. North um, Gaston. Absolute snoozer um, here. I wish um, – it's unfortunate that we don't have Pat here to give us – All the rundown. All of the rundown. So, North Gaston at Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds walked the dog. 
46 nothing. It was they gave up 35 points uh, on the spread, but just totally shut them out. It was total domination. Um, no stats for North Gaston. Reynolds, Hayden Craig, nine of 16 for 66 yards and two touchdowns. Tyvon Patterson, um, 11 carries for 74 yards and a touchdown. Jaden Smith, the sophomore, had eight carries for 59 yards and a touchdown. And Ben Parchek led the way on defense with seven tackles. Oh, Ben. Good job, Ben. Can I tell a story about Ben? Heck of a wrestler. Yeah, I can. I remember him as a wrestler. Yeah. He busts his nose. They literally have tape from the bottom of his nose around the top of his head. He goes back out, wins the match. Right. And then uh, they untape him blood everywhere, but tough kid. Ben Parchek's a tough kid. I credit Ben for how good Stephen is at wrestling because they were wrestling partners. Stephen's last year there, wrestled all year long. Ben always whooped Stephen until like the last match, and then Stephen won. Awesome kid. He's a tough nose. He he will do anything. Ben a sophomore, so a couple of good years there left at Reynolds. Um, So Reynolds picks up the win easily. Yeah, easily. Listening to those stats, it sounds like uh, the defense dominated and gave the offense some short fields. I don't think anybody was over 75 yards of of offense as an individual. Um, So they're incredibly balanced. Good Um, good job, Coach Craig. Yeah, and uh, I think I saw where the the defense had one or two touchdowns as well. They did. So, I mean, anytime you get get two non-offensive touchdowns, you're going to win the ball game. I I will say, what is uh, Akeem? What's the Akeem that's playing? Zion. Zion, I think. He is up for freshman of the year on WLOS. Go check him out. Go vote for him. Get this dude some votes. Yes, he's had some unbelievable plays. Uh, and for a freshman, yeah, playing it, quarterback, it is, it is not easy to come up and immediate, make an immediate impact at a varsity sport on any. Um, and I think football, especially because of how physical it is. So, um, yeah, he's had a tremendous year. Can you imagine as a parent having one kid at uh, Asheville, Asheville School, School and one kid at Reynolds? Right. I know that's tough as a parent to try to stretch yourself between both games and. Uh, Fortunately, Ashton School didn't play this week, so I'm sure Chuma and Rebecca were at Reynolds. Right. So the last game of the week, 25 Trinity traveled up to Brevard. It's a nice drive to Brevard, but they were not able to put up the points. Uh, Brevard giving up 41, not able to cover, but they do win the game 44-13 to 13, uh, for Brevard. Uh, the quarterback, Kessinger, was 12 of 16 through the air for 149 yards and two TDs. He also rushed three times for 30 yards. That's an average of 10 yards a carry, Lewis. Good job. Uh, the running back, Nyrell Skinner, 24 carries for 125 yards, two touchdowns. Corey Matthews carried it nine times for 67 yards. And through the air, Eli Griffin had six catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. Brevard rushed for 264 yards as a team and three touchdowns. Wow. This I'm going to be honest with you. This Brevard team is going to be tough out as a 2A team. They are. Indeed. They, they are. They yeah. are. Unfortunately for them, the the next week after after this one, uh, if they if they went on Friday, all roads lead to through, Shelby. No, no, all roads lead to Reedsville. Reedsville and Reedsville. Well, they're no, a dynasty. We're oh, not going to. Are they really? Yes. But they they recently played another two A team from up here. Was that the Madison matchup? Correct. It, indeed. Yes. You yes, may know the score on that. What was the score? A lot on? to zero. Fifty eight to nothing. Yeah. Fifty eight. It to was nothing. close. Okay. They've they've got. I had some. a listener ask me what the spread was on the Reedsville Madison <laughs> game, and I, I was like, I don't know any. I said I I don't know that information, but I would have had to admit. I would have had to imagine it was a lot. Are you disappointed Owen didn't go get to go up there and lose? That's a two-hour and 45-minute drive I'm glad I didn't make. Where's Reedsville at? 
north. It's uh, in Reedsville, North Carolina. Almost close to the Virginia line. Okay. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Up near Boone? It's, no, like, no, it's, it's further way, east. Way yeah. east. They're, further east? They're, okay. they're almost an eastern. Don't you go to Winston and go north? Exactly. Yes. That's go awesome. to Winston yeah. and go north. Wow. That's Reedsville. So Brevard's lined up. If they win this week, they would make More that than travel. Likely. More and than then after that, would that be the Shelby matchup? Shelby's in the bottom. Shelby's half. a seven seed. They're not that good. They're it's, not that good. They're not as year. good as they've been in years really? past. Really? Okay. Yeah. Still won the league. Still but. won their conference, but they're uh, they're not that powerhouse that they've been in years past. But to get back to Brevard, Brevard's been the sticky team. They've been very, very. They lost too early. Yes. And they haven't lost since. They haven't lost since week I two. I think you said they were the best two and two team, or the best. Oh, you said they were oh the best two. oh and two team. Around and I think that holds true considering they've won, they've rattled off eight straights. So. Yeah, nine straight. Yeah, they're they're fa- or eight straight. They're a fantastic football team. They're going to run the football, but hey, they can throw it too. Kessinger can sling it if he needs to. Yeah, I like that. They're going to need him to sling it to keep making this run happen. And they have a tough game this week. I mean, let's let's be honest. All the games from here on out are tough. So. Carson, you want to talk about our player of the week for uh, the first week of the playoffs? Yeah, well, you know, we had a lot of um, good options that, but you know, one stands out to us: Cade Young, quarterback, uh, Wes Henderson, was sixteen for twenty-two with three hundred and two yards, um, three TDs. You know, we Wes has got you know many different. You know, we've talked about Demsdale, the running back, and he's carried their he's carried Wes's offense for you know for a lot of weeks. And so for Cade to step up right here and for them to attack Irwin in a different way, um, you know, shout out to him. Um, congratulations, Cade. Um, I believe Cade is just a sophomore. Um, him and Jude Lida were splitting time early in the season. Um, an injury happened to Jude Lida in warmups, and that actually gave Cade his first start. Um, so so I think I think Wes Henderson's got to be very excited about their future with Cade. There's some misconceptions. We don't like Wes Henderson. We love Wes Henderson. And I think they're a fantastic football team. Very, very good football team. I think they're the best team in Western North Carolina. So Lewis likes Wes Henderson. Mike's <laughs> likes Wes Henderson. I like Wes Henderson. Derek likes Wes Henderson. Um, I, I think, well, let's get this out there. We are Wes Henderson people. Well, this is a Wes Henderson podcast. You okay. guys go win some games, man. <laughs> go win some games, and let's get this matchup. Let's get this matchup with Reynolds down the road. Because as Pat said, you know, if, you, if you're playing ACR for the rest of the season, pack your lunch. Bring it. Um, but pack a lunch. Pack a lunch. So um, I'll go ahead and tell you, uh, Pat's penciled in Reynolds in that matchup. They'll be there. For Reynolds him. and West. Yeah. God, I can't. I would love to see that game. I, I hope it happens. Too but. bad Kings Mountain stands in the way. So we have an upset special. We, you guys, uh, have any games in the uh, playoffs? You thinking looking at an upset special? Derek, I think you might have one. Derek, yeah. what do you got? Yeah, so so my my upset pick of the week is we're going to have to go off the mountain a little bit, but it, it does have mountain implications. So whoever wins the, the Kings Mountain Reynolds game is going to play the winner of Hickory and North Lincoln. And I got the North Lincoln Knights beating Hickory on the road. What? Wow. I can't a, remember Hickory coming up seat. here a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, my first year as offensive coordinator, and, and we beat you them pretty good. Smoked them. Yeah, we beat them pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so I got, I got, I got North Lincoln, and Coach Basil. Uh, they're going to bring the triple to Hickory this time. They played them earlier in the year. Um, they got beat pretty handily. I want to say it was forty-two to fourteen. Um, they're in the same, or excuse me, it was forty-three to fourteen. I'm looking at it now, um, but that was in September, and a lot changes between September and November. Certainly, and, uh, and and like I said earlier, it's it's hard to beat a team twice, 
And uh, I think uh, whoever wins wins the AC Reynolds Kings Mountain game, I think they they walk to the Western Regional Final. Wow! Ooh. Wow! Ooh, hot take from Derek. Oh gosh! Wow! I like that. I, I like that. Derek obviously knows a lot more about football than the rest of us three. Um, but that would be that would be something. And it would not be. Uh, is Hickory the number one overall seed in the West? Hickory's the two seed. The North two Lincoln seed. is Crest the fifteen. One. Crest okay. is Crest, number one. Crest is number one. So, uh, yeah, that's something. I'm going to have to check in and Hickory, try to peek in on that game Friday night. Hickory's been the number one team in 828 uh, from the North Carolina High School Overtime website yes. all year. Yes. Hickory, okay, that's Hickory's what I been number one yes. in 828. Okay. And I think Hickory has a kid that's going to Carolina. That's true. I, I want to say. That's true. And, uh, yeah. they're, they're supposed to be really good. I haven't watched them, um, but, uh, but they've got, got athletes all the time uh, down there. They're a great program and, and traditionally do a great job. Awesome, uh, but I got them losing Friday. Wow. Well, let's talk. Let's talk a little more about this week. I mean, uh, we got a few playoff games. We'll start with the private school stuff. We got the four seed of Hickory Grove coming up to play Asheville School. Asheville School's given up twenty four and a half points. These teams played on October twenty seventh, and and Asheville School won fifty five to twelve. I'm going to be honest with you. I said this last week. Asheville School will walk to the next Division two. Uh, state championship. This will not be a difficult task for them. And I think they win this week, and I think they cover. Lewis, what are you thinking? Asheville School already beat their number two competitive team in the division. I think they're going to walk this and cover. Yeah. I'm going – this spread should be much, much higher. Um, this is the Simmons spread, of course. Yes. Simmons from the Simmons report. Um, go check it out. But I've got Asheville School uh, – getting out to a very, very big lead, getting to a running clock at some point. I will tell you this. The last time they played, uh, Asheville School held Hickory Grove to 35 yards passing, and Tolbert had 102 yards rushing, 210 yards passing, two TDs, and Jenkins rushed for 141 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, of course, Asheville School 4-1 and one in their last five, Hickory Grove 3-2 and two in their last five. Derek, what are you thinking? Um, I'm, I'm with three all. Uh I just I don't see anyone uh, giving Asheville School a game maybe till the till the state finals. Um, I think they only got how many games do they got to win to get to the state finals? Just like two, two, two. And I'm going to tell you the state finals won't be close either, in my opinion. So um, I have uh, Pat's pick. He also picks uh, Asheville School. So next up, the second private school game, number four, Christ School, headed to Raven Gap. Uh, this this is a repeat game. They uh, the last time they played, Raven Gap able to win forty two to twenty one. Um, Christ School's four and one in their last five games. Uh, in the last three, they've averaged forty one points a game while only giving up thirteen. Raven Gap led by their quarterback, the junior Owens. He throws for two hundred four yards a game. He's thrown for twelve touchdowns and six interceptions on the year. They've rushed for collectively 153 yards a game. The senior Trey Horn, who plays running back and right receiver, has committed to Georgia Tech, and they are huge up front and on the line on both sides of the ball. They're giving up 38 and a half here. Carson, does Christ School cover? You think Raven Gap's going to win big? So I think Raven Gap's going to be a little bit too much for Christ School in regards to – I don't think Christ School will be able to pull off the upset, um, but I do think that – Christ School is going to cover. So I got Christ School covering. I think Christ School, um, 
holds claws building some confidence. I think they're putting in I think it's gonna be um Raven Gap's not gonna you know, they might be able to watch the films from these last couple of weeks, but these this Christ School team's gonna walk in there a little bit more confident. They're gonna have a little bit more uh swagger to them. I think Christ School, just like they did the first game, I think I do think they cover right here and they keep it under thirty eight and a half points. Lewis? I would have to agree with Carson. I think Shoop over there is going to keep it well within 38 and a half points. So I think Rayburn Gap's going to win this game, but Christ School is going to cover. Derek. You know, I, as much as I hate to do it, I, I'm going to agree with everybody so far. Um, I think, I think Christ School, the offensively, they're, they're doing what they need to do. Uh, they've kind of developed a little bit of an identity over these last five weeks. And uh, 38 and a half is a lot. Um, I think they keep it close, uh, and then Raven Gap kind of runs away with it in the fourth quarter, but they don't win by 38 and a half. Yeah, well, this is the upset special. Christ School's going to win this game, and they're going to play Providence today next week in the state championship. I love championship. it, Mike. Let's go. <laughs> what, did, what did Pat have? Pat has Christ School as well. So everyone, okay. So, <laughs> so I think Christ School, they're a different team now than they were before. They're going to run the ball, control the clock. Holtzclaw is going to make the passes he needs to make, and Christ School ends up with the win. What happens when we I all like pick that. somebody? Well, I'm we've be broken honest. that curse. We broke the curse. We broke the curse. It's, it's when an it's coming, cr- if we all pick a team to win, that they're going to lose. <laughs> this I, is I was, not the first time this has happened. I was nervous I know, about I that role. So Christ School, we picked all pick Christ School last week, and they did more than cover. Um, it's only Buncombe County teams, uh, public schools teams that we pick, and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Mike. Spin zone. So next up, we have a 4A playoff game. Charlotte Catholic, the 24 seed, comes to Arden to play t- the 8 seed T.C. Robertson. T.C. 9-2 on the year, while Charlotte Catholic 8-3. Charlotte Catholic is giving up 6.5 points. T.C., of course, getting the 6.5. T.C. 4-1 in their last five games. They're led by the running day, the running game. Dimstel 100 yards a game. Deshantere, 71 yards a game. And Jeter, 78 yards a game. Uh, Charlotte Catholic beat Myers Park last week, forty-two to twenty-four, to move to the second round. Their losses were to ten and one Providence Day, eight and three Independence, and ten and one Butler. They put up thirty-four points a game while only giving up fifteen. Uh, they have two D one commits in Jack Larson, tied in going to Notre Dame, and Nick Segura, who's going to Ohio as a tight end. Uh, these, it's unusual to have two tight ends going to play D1 college football. Seeing this team play Reynolds a couple years ago, it just reminds me of the word execution. They, uh, they execute their offense and defense perfectly. Derek, you were there. Uh, what can you tell us about Charlotte Catholic? Yeah, so they, they run the wing tee, and they're, they're pretty multiple. They'll get in the gun, and, and but their they're bases, they're going to get under center, and they're going to run the wing tee, and they're going to buck sweep and counter and – do all those things uh, to death. And then with obviously with two division one tight ends, they're going to uh, get those guys involved in the passing game as well. But, but you said it perfectly. They, they execute, uh, they get those kids from the time that they're little, they all run the same offense. They all run the same defense from the time that they're old enough to, to, to play the game. And uh, I just, I, I don't foresee them having any trouble with uh, Robertson's unique offense because uh, it's something that, that they go against pretty much every day. Um, obviously, Robertson's more triple as opposed to the, the wing tee, but in, in, in principle, it's kind of the same. 
uh, and and they'll be able to give them a good look throughout the week. I got uh, Charlotte Catholic winning big. They're not your average 24 seed. I'm going to have to agree with you. Their strength of schedule is 87, while Robertson is 199, uh, due mostly to their conference schedule. Carson? Uh, For the – Providence played – Providence Day played Charlotte Catholic. That was on ESPN. On ESPN. On ESPN. I watched some of it. Um, Charlotte Catholic, I mean, very, very reputable um, program. They've obviously got some big time players going to some big time schools. Uh, they they were playing Providence Day and and Providence Day, given they were giving them you know they didn't do much offensively on them, but they you know they were controlling some clock. Based off of Charlotte Catholic's schedule and what Robertson was unable to do against AC Reynolds, I think Charlotte Catholic's one of the better teams in the state. Uh, I'm going to go with Charlotte Catholic. Catholic covering um, more than a touchdown here. It's going to be a two or three touchdown game, in my opinion. Lewis, you going to pick up opposite Carson here? It hurts me to say this, but TC's Daddy Bowl is done this year. <laughs> I mean, this this week is done. Charlotte Catholic's going to come in. They're a real football team. They're, they're going to take it. Listen, Charlotte Catholic is a fantastic football team. And I don't think TC wins this game, and I, don't, I really don't think they keep it close. Maybe they prove me wrong like they did last week, and that's fine. Pat's good taking TC Robertson here, so that'll save the graphic for you. Does Pat love Robertson just a little bit less than he does Reynolds? Just, it's, uh, Buckham it's, County it's, Public it's, Schools. It's honestly just a little bit less. He yeah. said some of the nicest things about the Inca he, football program. I'm just like, Pat, he he thinks it's a mount, It's a it's not a mountain thing. He thinks it's a Mac thing. It's Mac versus mm, the world. I see. So, I mean, he talked about how good Irwin was. He's talked about how good Robertson was. Um, for some reason, he did not, which he was appeared to be right, but he, um, the only school that he did not really Asheville. speak fondly of was Asheville. And he was right. <laughs> and he was right. I'm not, I'm, you know, Pat, to his credit, Pat was right. So, next up, we have East Lincoln coming up to play West Henderson. East Lincoln is the last year's 3A state champion. Did you know that, Carson? Did you know that? I did not. So West Henderson's given up 24.5 points in this game. East Lincoln the 19 seed, West Henderson the 3 seed. East Lincoln was fourth in the Western Foothills behind Hickory, Statesville, and North Lincoln. They scored 36 a game while giving up 18. In their three losses, they gave up 35 and only scored 14 on average. Last week, they beat Ledford, and they are led by quarterback Grant Lawless. He's 11 of 14, 361 yards through the air for five TDs. He also has nine total rushes for 83 yards. Uh, They like to throw the ball much more than run it. Um, Jarris Stevens averages 13 tackles a game from cornerback. He's a senior. Of course, Wes Henderson led by Truett Manuel. They're led by Carson Dimsdale, who averages 173 yards a game. They score 46 points and give up 10 a game. They've won 11 in a row. They're 11-0, guys. Uh, strength of schedule, very similar. East Lincoln at 210. West Henderson at 244. Carson, does West Henderson cover the 24-and-a-half this week? You know, I've been burned a couple times, um, and I've also uh, been on the right side of the West Henderson picks. Um, I'm going to go with... 
I've got East Lincoln coming up the mountain and covering the spread. I knew you hated West Henderson. I, I do not hate West Henderson. Apparently so. Apparently so. I've got West Henderson l- winning by less than 25 points. And I think East Lincoln could come up here and be sneaky and give them a fit. But, you know, West Henderson may win by 50 points again. But this is my – I'm the first picker on this game. I've got East Lincoln with their um, – you'd have to imagine they've got some players that – competed in the state championship sure. last year. Of I'm course. sure they probably lost they probably lost a great deal or whatnot. But um their coach, I mean they got state championship pedigree. I know you guys have always mentioned um Lewis loves state championship pedigree. Thanks a lot of coaches around here have it. <laughs> 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 that's but that's funny. what I've got. I got East Lincoln and my West people are gonna be mad at me because I'm gonna put on the graphic again, but whatever. Love you guys. I'm gonna be honest with you. West Henderson covers West Henderson's a fantastic football team. They have some athletes. They have some kids who have been here before. They're going to win this game, and they're going to win it by a lot. East Lincoln down this year. It's not the same state championship team they had last year. West wins this game by a lot. Uh, Pat also taking West Henderson. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay, go ahead. I think uh, East Lincoln better listen to the words of Pat. Pack a lunch. Because West Henderson is going to eat them up. That leaves you, Derek. Carson. If they are going to not like you for picking West Henderson to win, they're going to really hate me. Oh. Because I got East Lincoln in an upset. They're going to win outright. Upset alert. He called the upset Upset alert. Give me the state champion, defending state champion on the road. Got a warm night in the mountains. West Henderson. Wow. If West Henderson wins, they will prove to me that they are legit. But I have not seen a reason up until now, as to why they should be a three seed in the state playoffs in the West. I, I mean, who can disagree with that? G- give me East Lincoln. Well, that's He's got East oof. Lincoln money line. I, I definitely disagree with that, but go ahead. That's, that, that's, I think it's going to be a good game, guys. Uh, next, we're going to travel to Oak Grove. Did you know that Oak Grove is less than 10 years old? They score 42 a game while giving up 13. Um, last week they beat Ashbrook High School 34 to nothing. They're led by their senior quarterback, Creech. He throws for 124 yards a game. He has 14 touchdowns and two interceptions, and their running back, Williams, averages 111 yards a game, and he has 15 TDs on the season. Of course, Pisgah led by quarterback Aaron Clark. They don't put any stats up. They beat North Henderson last week 35 to 17. Pisgah the 11 seed, while Oak Grove is the 6 seed, Oak Grove giving up 19 and a half here. I will share with you the strength of schedule. Uh, Oak Grove 156, Pisgah 211. Derek, what are you thinking? You know, I, I think Coach Chapel does a great job at Pisgah. Obviously, they've, they've, they've won a lot. Uh, but despite Oak Grove being a fairly new school, I think they've, they've got the, the ball rolling in the right direction. I think Oak Grove covers. Uh, you got a long, long drive for the, the guys from Canton. And uh, they just don't have enough offense to keep it close. Lewis? I think Pisgah is going to attract even some of those Tuscola people for the send-off. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to cover this no problem and upset Oak Grove. It's not an upset. It is an upset. No, yeah. it's not. 11 versus 6. Oak um, Grove is the sixth seed. Yeah, he's got Pisgah's Pisgah's gonna win. Win. Oh, Pisgah. you think Pisgah's going to yeah. win? Yeah, that's how crazy. Oh, yeah, Mike's okay. like Mike's like Lewis. Okay. No, you, I think yeah, 
Mike's Oak like, Grove Lewis, High you School. You just said that Pisgah's going to win. Oak Grove High School's in Winston Salem. <laughs> yes, Carson. What are you thinking? You just some scores. Uh, so High brought in common opponent. It just beat Tuscola. Um, Oak Grove beat them fifty six to twenty. We've got they scored fifty seven against Ashborough. Um, Ledford forty one. Uh, 49, 41, 34. I think that Oak Grove's offense is going to be too much. We've talked about how at Pisgah is a thing. What's up, Derek? Did, did Todd just text you that? <laughs> kind of a common opponent. Kind of. It's they opponent of an high. opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An yes, opponent yes, of an yes. Opponent. Not an kind op- of. Yes, kind of an opponent. So, um, yeah, High Brighton and Tuscola play. Tuscola I, I agree with you. I agree with um, you. But anyways, I've got – no, Derek's always on it. He's not always on top of his game. Um, but I, I've got Oak Grove here big. It's not at Pisgah. I don't think it's as close. I think Oak Grove probably has a running clock by some oh, order. Mike, Mike. Running clock alert. So probably the game of the week in West, and not only in Western North Carolina, maybe in North Carolina. Kings Mountain coming up to play Reynolds. Kings Mountain 10 and 1, taking on Reynolds, the 7 seed. They're 8 and 3. Um, I have a few common opponents. I have lots of stats on this one. Common opponents. Kings Mountain beat Shelby 34-17. to Reynolds beat Shelby 28-21. Kings Mountain beat North Gaston 42 to nothing. Reynolds beat North Gaston 45 to nothing. Kings Mountain led by their senior quarterback, Zolo. He throws for 106, 106 yards a game. They don't throw a lot. Uh, five touchdowns and six interceptions on the year. Senior running back Hill averages 81 yards a game and has 13 touchdowns on the year. Running back Kendrick, 76 yards a game, 11 touchdowns, and leads the team with five interceptions on the year. Wide receiver Sanders receives it for 58 yards a game and a touchdown. Their senior defensive end Simpson has seven tackles. I'm sorry. He has 20 tackles a game, 12 sacks on the year, three forced fumbles, and two block punts. Will they be able to block this guy? Reynolds, course, led by Hayden Craig, 153 yards a game, 19 touchdowns and only three interceptions. Patterson, 70 yards a game and 12 touchdowns. Johnson, 65 yards a game and nine touchdowns. Uh, Guest and Hines lead the way on defense. And according to reports I read in the Asheville Citizen Times, Max Guest will not be playing this week. That's a lot of stats. Derek, it's a pick'em. It's a pick'em. Pick'em. Mm. Derek, what you got here? This, this is a hell of a game. This, right is, here. this is the game of this the week. This is sure. the game for and, sure. And, and like I said earlier, the, I think the winner of this game walks to the Western Regional Final. And they they play Crest, um, which they, beat Kings Mountain by they, quite a few. They, they did, and I, I watched that game, and and you know I'm 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 impressed with Kings Mountain, and I and I'm not at the same time. The, these two teams, uh, Reynolds and, and Kings Mountain, are built so similarly. They want to run the football. They want to control the clock. And they want to play good defense. Um, I think Kings Mountain's defensive roster is is a little bit at, at a different level than Reynolds is, but but they both execute so well. Um, I think the this game's going to come down to turnovers. You know, you, you talked about the defensive end for Kings Mountain. Can they block him? I don't think they're going to have to. They're going to get the ball out so fast because Reynolds is not going to throw the ball down the field too much. They'll they'll take a shot or two to that's keep. That's not them their honest. thing. They have it but, all year. But yeah, they're, 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 that's not their mo, and that's not what they're. Uh, their offensive they, personnel allows yeah, them to do, yep. and and I think you know you, you talk about the Shelby game as well. Um, they had two sophomore running backs playing. You know those sophomore running backs have have gotten progressively better as the years gone on. Um, I got I got Reynolds winning. 
Notice the surprise. Pat also chose Reynolds. Shocker. Listen, it's 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 in Fairview or Reynolds in, in Reynolds. I think Reynolds wins this game also. I think they uh, they move on. Carson, I I'm going to say the difference maker Friday night is. I think there's going to be a special... It seems to me that in the biggest games, the ball bounces Reynolds' way. You know, they might get a punt. Especially at home. Especially at home. There's a punt block. There's something on special teams. I think there's a special teams play that changes the momentum. Um, but I think Reynolds' coaching is going to be what sets them apart this game. And I think that the ball bounces their way once again in Fairview. Um, at home, I've got Reynolds winning this game. Derek, do you think it's a low-scoring game? Like oh, yeah. 10-7? Yeah. Take, take the under, boys. Take, take the under. Take the under. Because uh, it sounds like they're, you know, their quarterback's not lighting up the air. Yeah. I did. I, like I said, I watched the, the Crest game on YouTube, and, uh, and the kid threw some picks. And, and I think, like I said earlier, I think if they can – if Reynolds can get Kings Mountain to turn the ball over, if Zion can have a, a big game defensively and, and bait that guy into some throws – um, I, I think Reynolds Reynolds can beat them. I heard from a source of mine, Kings Mountain offense very pedestrian while their defense is fantastic. I can't remember who told me that. I agree with that statement. <laughs> Lewis, you're up. You, uh, What are you thinking here? I think we know what you're thinking, but go ahead and say it. I think there will not be a surprise in any of Reynolds' community that listens to this podcast. Kings Mountain is going to show Reynolds what a real football team's looked like. Kings Mountain's going to win this hands down. I wish I could be at this game, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm going to be at this G- game. Give me a final score, Lewis. What's your final score? I would say 35-21 Kings Mountain. Is that running away with it? 35-21? That, that, that is running okay. around. Absolutely okay. not. That is a – what? That's Let, two touchdowns in a, in a very uh, good uh, game. So that could be a seven-point game with a minute left and Kings Mountain scores a garbage touchdown. That you, is not running away with it. You wanna, that is absolutely you, you the opposite of running away with you it. You want to do a side bet on this? What was our first side bet? Thir- no, what th- was our first side bet? 35-21. First side bet. I've got house money on our first side bet. You right? want to go over-under. <laughs> 35-21. So you've got the total at 56 Four. points. I'll take under that. Okay, let's That's do it. That's good math. Let's do it. Okay. Wow, yeah. you're pretty smart. Yeah. That was, that was so fast. Under, so I've got under 56. Lewis has over 56. I think this is going to be the. I mean, this is a, this is going to be a game. I can't wait. This is going to be a game. Six to seven. I cannot oh, yeah, wait. It's, it's definitely going to be like seven to five. Going Ten into seven. Yeah, there's, four, there four. might be a safety. There might be. I mean, there these, might guys be a can, these guys can go on the defensive side of the ball. They can. Craig's going to have them boys right. <laughs> so next up, uh, we have. The number nine seed, North Stanley, heading to Brevard. Brevard, the eighth seed, and this is two-way, of course. Brevard, 9-2 on the year. They beat Trinity last week, 44-13. to Their sophomore quarterback, Kessinger, he throws for 117 yards a game while he has 21 TDs on the year and only four interceptions. Their sophomore, Thompson, has 60 yards a game on the ground with eight TDs. They score 37 while giving up 15. North Stanley, however... They beat T.W. Andrews last week, 34-32. They were second in the 1A-2A Yadkin Valley Conference. Derek, are you familiar with the Yadkin Valley Conference? Brother, I couldn't even tell you where Yadkin Valley is. (laughs) I'm not sure. Yadkin is near Lenore, but that's okay. Senior running back Blake, he averages 183 yards a game. 183. He has 15 TDs on the year. I'm sorry, this is throwing. He has 15. 
15 TDs on the year and four interceptions. Running back Jackson, 141 yards a game and 20 TDs. So they like to throw it and run it very balanced. They're led by their junior linebacker, Allsbrook, who averages 12 and a half tackles a game. He has five sacks and interception and two rec- two fumbles recovered on the year. North Stanley gives up 20 while scoring 30. Um, Lewis, what are you thinking here? This is uh, Brevard giving up 18 and a half. Yeah, I think my my boys from Brevard did me right last year, last week. I think they're going to do right this week. I'm picking Brevard. Derek? Yeah, I don't can't say I know a lot about North Stanley. Um, it's north of Stanley. I, one, I, I, yeah. <laughs> 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 but I got I got Brevard winning big. Um, I think they they roll in this one, and uh, they they see what they can do against the number one team in the state next week. Pat's taking North Stanley. Mm. I'm going to ride with Brevard here. I mean, these guys are good. They're better than people think. They are. They're kind of the hidden gem in Brevard. It's a beautiful drive up there. And uh, they're going to get the win this week. Carson? So, Lewis said they had his back last week um, because he picked against them. No. Uh, you did not pick Brevard to cover last yeah, week. Yeah, did. Yeah, I did. No, you did not. No, no, he didn't. No, you didn't. Brevard did not cover. Oh, I picked dang. them to cover. So, Lewis um, faded LeBron- <laughs> Brevard last week. Um, I'm going to ride with Brevard again. Okay. They're not going to be 0 and 2 against the spread. Um, Brevard covers this week. I don't know much about North Stanley, but I I am hoping that Brevard walks to the next round. So that's it for this week's this week's games, guys. There's some good ones. That Reynolds Kings Mountain game, that's going to be the game of the week. Probably the game of the week in the whole state. In the Derek, whole Derek, state. Are you going to be there? I will not. I'll be in South Carolina, so I'm, I'm probably going to go watch T.O. Hannah and Dutch Fork play. So, uh, Is that going to be a close one? Yeah, Dutch Fork. I mean, they played a couple North Carolina schools. They're down a little bit this year. They, they are down, but their their losses have been quality losses. I know you you guys saw them down there. Um, they played after Christ School did down yeah. in Lowndes. Um, played Colquitt County. Colquitt County. They're fantastic. Man, aren't they? That's uh, It's a different world down in South Georgia. But they've, they've played some North Carolina schools. I think the North Carolina schools got the best of them a few times. Um, but uh, but Tom Knotts does a great job, and uh, we'll see if uh, the wing T at, at Hannah can take him down. Wait, what's the coach's name? Uh, Tom Knotts. He, he Did, was, wasn't he in Three's Company? Uh, he, he played Mr. Roper. I don't even know. You what guys Three's are not old enough is. to even know what that is. Is that John Ritter? Is he no. In Three's Company? Well, he was in. Jo- yes, yeah. he was in the show. Tom Knotts was the uh, the landlord. Oh, okay. Jeez, you guys are so young. I don't know what that is. I have seen the show. I'm proud of myself for knowing who John Ritter is. So let's talk a little bit. We got a fun question for the week. Pat, not here, but we got one. And uh, I'm going to let Carson start off here. Carson, what's your favorite moment flying with Pat, whether his helicopter or his airplane? What's your favorite story about flying with Pat? So... um, you know, flying with Pat, I've done it several times. Um, thankfully, he's very, very uh, generous when it comes to, like, giving out his, uh, letting people use his assets. Um, Pat's big believer in cash is king. Um, I think that my favorite memory has to be, though, is when Pat personally flew me, okay, I had a tea time. Okay, he flew me to a golf course. You guys ever heard of Mount Airy? Yeah, I've heard of Mount Airy. It's almost to Virginia. 
Mountain Air. Mountain Air. Yeah, Mountain with, Air. The, with the landing strip. With the landing right strip. Yeah. Okay, so Pat flew me to my tea time, um, and he, my boys were already there. I told him I'd, I'd meet them there. And Pat flew me in, and it was very special, very special uh, entrance for me. So I would like to thank Pat for getting me to my tea time. Um, it will be an interest, entrance that I'll never forget. Lewis? Yeah, so me and Pat were down in Charleston, and we were checking out the USS Yorktown. We toured that. We loved it. But I had to go to a sales conference up in Providence, Rhode Island. And he said, listen, I've got you. He got me on board the USS Gerald and Ford, the best aircraft carrier that the U.S. has right now. And they, he landed me on the aircraft carrier, and then they, they rode me up to Providence, Rhode Island for my sales conference. Was that in his helicopter or his airplane? It was in his helicopter. Derek, what about your favorite flying story with Pat? You know, I'm blessed to have known Pat for as long as I have, which is not near the amount of time that y'all have. But uh, but I've talked with Pat on on multiple occasions, and and he knows how big of an Alabama fan I am. Pat actually flew me down to Tuscaloosa, to Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa Regional Airport. Oh yeah, flew me and my family down there. Didn't go himself, so very selfless guy. And he's always been selfless. Flew me down there and bought me tickets to Alabama, Texas. Now, obviously, Alabama didn't win, so Pat How couldn't, that couldn't have enough money to, to fix the game in my favor, but he did get me down there, <laughs> and I appreciate him for that. I, I got to tell you, my favorite Pat Flynn story, Pat and I flew up to meet with the president. Um, this was President Trump before uh, Biden took office. We flew up there and met with President Trump. We spent about two hours hanging out. We played a little pickleball, and uh, then, then Pat flew us back to the Asheville Regional Airport. I mean... Pat's an excellent pilot. I mean, he can fly anything. Indeed. So I appreciate Pat being a being a pilot. And I just, we just want to share Pat's story since he's not here this week. I would like to know when Pat gets back. I think we should ask him a question. Which one? Which one of our stories was his favorite memory? Absolutely. Which one is your favorite, Pat? We'll we'll ask him <laughs> next week. Yeah. So, and we'll report back to all the listeners. Listen, we got to thank everybody for joining us. We have to thank the Bandettes for that intro song. But Carolina Sports Studio. We got to thank Carolina Sports Studios. Hey, guess what? Basketball season starts this week. Christ School playing this week. Reynolds starting next week. Owen starts next week. Owen starts next week. College basketball it starts tonight. State starts plays tonight. tonight. Yep. So it's almost basketball, but hey, we still got some football left, guys. Right. So I appreciate Derek joining us this week. Yes, thanks, Derek. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's always fun. We love having Derek on. Um, Listen, with no coaches' interviews this week, no bonus episode, I hope you've listened to Coach Coley. I hope you've listened to uh, Coach Whitaker and Coach Stevens. They were all fantastic interviews. But join us next week. We're going to talk about uh, next week's football, this week's football games and what's to come next week. And, uh, guys, we'll see you next week.